Suarez Life Podcast 2020, episode 18. I'm Will Evans, here as always with Brad Larking. This week we're trucking it up honestly and diligently like Brady Malam in the late 90s. Um, nothing to be too angry about after a pretty gallant uh, loss to the Roosters. Um, yeah, finding ourselves in the unique position in 2020 of, of being satisfied with a loss. Yeah. Yeah, we just weren't a good enough team. They were a better team than us. But, geez, I'd lo- well, I would happily lose like that every week. But I can take a loss a lot better with that sort of performance. Well, that's what we've been crying out for, especially since we've been uh, stationed over in Australia. We weren't expecting any miracles. We were just hoping for some some effort and some fight. And uh, and that's exactly what we got against you know the benchmark team in the competition, two-time premiers. Um, led for most of the match and were run down eventually but uh, gritty in defence committed just lacked that polish Um, no line breaks from the Roosters until the 69th minute which I thought was uh, super impressive and we defended better than they did yeah yeah we did Um, we were far better defensively than they were yeah we just yeah like we just don't have that that knockout blow we don't have a finishing touch to anyone at the moment but we're aware of that now and that's sweet if we lose like that we we kept in it kept in it yeah to just to be able to stay in the game for as long as we did was um was really heartening and as you said the the attack still uh still pretty off um lacked that polish and just a couple of uh, game breakers i guess but you know when you look at the teams on paper we you know you could have easily thought and recent performances you could easily thought that it would be a 50 point margin and um, yeah we gave them a bit of a fright really yeah I reckon we did I reckon they did probably a bit of that they, geez, they just don't seem to like playing at Gosford do they the shot although no. they didn't play bad they didn't that was the other encouraging thing not that we played good and they played bad but I thought they were they were putting in and having to work for it yeah there has been other games I think round two against Canberra they were awful so mistake ridden um, and still beat us 22-6 or so uh, the Brewsters, yeah, they, as you said, they didn't play poorly. They were just um, backed into a bit of a corner by us. Uh, probably the difference was Luke Carey in the end. Uh, with all these yeah. strike weapons, Tedesco was, you know, solid, but didn't. He wasn't um, outstanding like he is against most clubs. Joe Manu was well contained, um, and uh, our old man Jack Etherington really gave it to Jared Whitey Hargraves. How good was that? <laughs> He sucked too, didn't he? Oh man, it was unbelievable. I've I've always been a fan of um, JWH, and hey, yeah, he's better be embarrassed by it now. Yeah, it, it, like I mean, Hetherington, that was almost my favourite bit was chasing him for that handshake after the game, and he just refused to give it up. What a baby! <laughs> and then put the arm around him. Even how good? Oh, I love seeing someone in a Warriors jersey grabbing someone else by the head. Yeah. Yeah, it was that, was, that felt good seeing that aggression in a Warriors jersey. It's the mongrel that we... I can't think of the last time we, we had a mongrel like that. when uh, it, the Hetherington was well within his rights to stand up to Targreaves because uh, the only thing that he was getting fired up about was the fact that Hetherington was um, coming out of the line and smashing him. Yeah, he, he didn't like... he didn't like The bully didn't like being picked on. Yeah. Um, He's there. Oh, God, we've got to do everything we can to keep this kid here, eh? Yeah, so uh, another four weeks at least. So that's that's um, yeah, that's, that's good great news. to hear. But yeah, 
he has, has just become one of the, the true cult hero types, um, you know, reminding me a little bit of Campy and a little bit of Ocasini, just the way that, that, the, um, that the fan base has rallied behind this guy. Yeah, the, the bad thing about these loan players, the way we get a chance of getting into a club, it also puts them on show for other clubs, doesn't it? And for their own club, I mean, he, you know, when you, he wasn't able to play um, reserve grade, so you're not sort of putting yourself, putting your case forward there, but he's he's getting a lot of attention for how he's playing for the Warriors. It only convinces the Panthers that they've got someone worth keeping, so interesting yeah. to see. He, might, he just might love the fact that he's... Um, you know, that he's a highly valued player, going to be guaranteed probably a starting role if he if he did stick around full time. Um, that that might be the carrot. Yeah, oh, we need him, and lucky lucky for us that Panthers board pack is pretty deep and awesome. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, we potentially keep him for the end of the season, and um, yeah, keep him match fit and uh, for when Penrith play in the finals. Sneak, sneak him in a suitcase at the end of the year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, other standouts on the afternoon. Um, Tohu was great again. Um, Ali Katoa, just, uh, he's a marvel. This, um, this kid, we'll talk about him yeah. a bit later um, in, the, in the show. Uh, Carl Lawton, I thought, was great at hooker. Um, probably my favourite performance by Warriors hooker this season. Uh, he does, doesn't have that kind of dummy half polish that Egan does when he's actually switched on, but just he just brings something extra and just a bit more physicality and a bit more X factor. And he's he's definitely the guy that I'd be looking to uh, run at number nine. Yeah, I reckon the thing he's got over Egan is Egan seems to be all dummy half polish and no no substance to it all. It's all just too correct and blah. Lisa Lawton, he gets in there, but he does something different. I, I want to see him there again. Yeah, Egan's best talents are probably a little bit wasted on a team that um, is kind of on the back foot a lot. And, uh, yeah, he's got a few supporters out there, Egan, but uh, Lawton is, I think, a better fit at the moment for this yeah. team. Um, Jazz, I thought, was, was good again. Just love his wholehearted spirit, great work rate, and um, good to see him. He was back ridiculous, the even at the 70th minute. You'd think it was the first man at the energy he puts in. Hmm. I'm and, having to eat, eat some humble pie on him. And and, and just talking about um, you know that kind of niggle and, and mongrel that we we don't have a lot of um, besides guys like Heaven and, and occasionally Blair, but Jazz is someone that will get in and shove someone in the face and um, doesn't care about reputations. He's yeah, he's a niggly little character as well. Yeah, yeah. What the, uh, did, did he get involved in the first half? Um, yeah, I think there was a bit of a... Um, maybe it was after a held-up decision. Was it after the try? Yeah, yeah there's something going on. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. He, didn't, he took it set into one of the big boys. Yeah. And he, was straight in there after him. Yeah, um, yeah. he's good, eh? He re- um, I had forgotten how good he was. I'd love to see him in a Kiwis jersey, actually, Jazz, if... Um, if the Kiwis do get to have a have a test at the end of the year, I'd, I'd just love him to see to see him is get he, a test jumper. You know, he's played for Samoa. Has he played? No, he's, he's represented Samoa, but uh, not the Kiwis yet. And he definitely would put in a lot more than some guys, um, i.e. Isaiah Papali'i that, is, that has got selected in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, yeah, seems to be the kind of guy that we that uh, would relish that kind of. 
call up. Um, moving on to a bit of club news. Now we've seen Big Ken and Fuss and um, Ignatius Parsi who didn't play on the weekend. And King Vinny Ayawa, who's uh, fallen out of favour over the last few weeks, all head back to Auckland. Um, but in good news, Daniel Alvaro and um, Robert Gen- uh, George Jennings, the Parramatta Eels, have come to the party and dished up two quality loan players for us. Aren't they just? I'm, I'm stoked to have these two. That's a, thank you very much, Eels. Yeah, the, um, great pickup. the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We complain about it midweek and... Lo and behold, <laughs> two experienced first graders. Daniel Alvaro is the one that I'm really excited about. 88 NRL games. He's been a, um, a permanent first grader for the past four seasons for Parramatta. I think he was their player of the year in 2018. Uh, 19 games last year just sort of has been bumped out by Regan Campbell-Gillard um, coming on board. But just a good, honest toiler, tough um, yeah, exactly. This exactly the kind of guy that so. would be barking about to give it old young young mania break. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, he's only played the one game this year. Just obviously Parramatta going very well, and got some depth in that area. And um, yeah, I think he'll relish the opportunity. George Jennings, another one that's only played the one game um, this year, but scored a try in that uh, win over Manly in round ten. Uh, lost Manly, sorry, in round 10 a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's played 28 games, 11 tries. Didn't play a lot last year. Just, again, surplus to requirements. They've got Mike Acevo and Blake Ferguson on the wing, so understandable. Um, I'd say both of them an upgrade on what we have in both yeah. positions, really. Well, particularly yeah. now on the wing, uh, with Ken and Foss going, we were looking very bleak in those positions. So. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm... I like George Jennings. Yeah. I like George Jennings. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about him even. Just but just some spark. Just some spark. Yeah. But some, yeah, some and Alvaro's, yeah, just that cornerstone prop, just to, just to trudge it forward. And I like what Lilliman used to be for us in yeah. like 2011 sort of Yeah, exactly game. that type of player. Um, the, I think the, the good thing or encouraging thing potentially about these two guys, unlike Jack Hetherington and uh, young Poasa, these guys are both 27, um, not playing first grade. They're kind of thinking we need to get a decent contract here. We don't have too many years left in the NRL. Uh, if they can you know, play well for the Warriors and they're open to moving, then um, this could be their ticket to a, to a decent contract in permanent first grade. And they're it's a nice way to keep the water, isn't it? Yeah. Um, ideal, really ideal for both parties. That'd be so. perfect pickups if we could. So these are two players that would be perfect to get to our team next year. Yeah. Just to bulk it up a bit. Yeah, and just to, yeah, good for the balance of the squad. Good, yeah. good, reliable players. Um, you know, they're not superstars, but just the kind yeah, of we the kind of we good. don't. We've got a superstar, and we we've got another one in the making in the Fords. You get another good player and then just bulk around that lot. They just need support acts, these bugger, a couple yeah. of them at the Warriors at the moment. Yeah. A uh, bit more news, and this is quite concerning. Uh, Ali Katoa and uh, Celestino Ravatalmata, both strand, stranded in Australia, not going to be able to get back into New Zealand because of um, border restrictions. They're not New Zealand citizens. And, yeah, a real concern about what might happen to them. I've 
I do have a potential solution. Um, you know, I'd be keen to do this anyway, but what about if, Brad, if you and I adopted one of them each? <laughs> That's the, not bad. Who are you taking? Um, oh, I don't mind. They're, they're obviously... Both yeah. going to be big eaters. Yeah. <laughs> the food bill's going up, so I guess you'd have to worry about that. Who will I take? Who will I take? Yeah, I, I don't care either way. Yeah, maybe we can adopt them. Hmm. Um, that might be a bit unless, of a loophole. Unless they're larking. Unless they're larking. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be nice ring to it. Celestino uh, Evans, I'll take it. Do you reckon this is uh, just classic media grabbing something and da-da-da before it's even been talked about too yeah, much? Or have they sure. been told they're not coming in? Well, surely there's got to be some way around it. I mean, they're, you know, here, they've been here for a few years, obviously contributing to the economy when they're on... NRL player money, even if it's not a hell of a lot. Um, yeah, it'd be crazy to... It will be, it'll be one of those special cases. They'll let them in. I, I think this is just the media trying to find a story just because COVID's the end thing. Um, well, we can only hope so, but the uh, the offers still stands. We've each got a spare yeah, oh, room. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, we'll sponsor uh, them. Where do I put them? Yeah, probably have to jump in with Otis. <laughs> where do I put Otis and Chief together? Put one of them in there. Maybe I'll chuck Tracy out in the lounge and make him to share with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is interesting. Imagine they couldn't get home. Well, that, that would yeah. be an absolute cock up. I don't know. Do you reckon the season? I'm, I'm starting to wonder if everything. Do you reckon the season's going to finish? Yeah. Uh, Peter Volandi's just. Uh, he's got an answer for everything. He's incredible. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, he is, he is incredible, isn't he? I, was, I don't like how he's made it easy for Sonny Bell to come in, though. No, <laughs> that's yeah. And w w just speaking of that, but I do want to speak about Peter Volandi's just quickly. Yeah. Um, oh. He's obviously done an incredible job to get the season back up and running and, and you know, sidestep any number of hurdles. And I was just thinking about it today. You know, you kind of just think of him as the boss, and you know, he's been on TV every day, he's, he's constantly in the news. But his job's ARLC chairman. Um, think about his predecessors, absolute Muppets. Peter Beattie, who was just an absolute cartoon character. And uh, John Grant, who we didn't even see for about three years uh, after he got the job. They did nothing, you know, enacted no um, decent change. Made a bunch of cock-ups each and, um, and, you know, embarrassing public gaffes. Um, and what, look at what Peter Volandis has done in just a few months. He's one of the great all-time administrators. Pretty visible, hasn't he? Yeah, crazy. He, he rolled his sleeves up and got stuck in. Like you say, those other guys, they were invisible. I would, especially that Grant, I wouldn't have even known who he was. I still mm. don't know who he is. But yeah, yeah now he's, um, this guy is front and centre getting it done. He's obviously... He's obviously saying stuff and then just working on the fly behind the scenes to make it happen. It's like, shit, I've said this. This needs to da da da. He goes, yeah, pretty incredible. He gets it done. Imagine the, imagine the guys in his team going, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Jesus, that's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big week. It's going to be a big week. Yeah. I'm going to get this sorted. Pete's just told them I'm going to have this sorted by Thursday. <laughs> then Pete goes, he just there, walks into the office, cracking macadamia nuts, say, flicking them in the air in his mouth to his office. Bouncing a tennis ball off the wall. Outside, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, he just gets it done. Um, but yeah, you speak of the Sunny Bill thing. Uh, yeah, it, it does um, stink a little bit. I think there's a little bit 
you know, we feel like that we should have got them. But at the end of the day, Sunny Bill probably was only ever going to go to the Roosters. And, you know, that's it's a, a sign of, of the club that the Roosters are that they're able to get it done. And, uh, yeah, they have made it a little bit too easy for them, I think, bent some rules. The uh, big test of that will be if they, if Ricky Lutelli is keen to come to the Warriors and they um, are not as accommodating as they've been with Sunny Bill just because Sunny Bill, you know, brings eyes onto the game. Yeah, that's going to be it, isn't it? They, they've dug themselves a hole here. If someone else wants to come, they're going to, give, they're going to be the same rules. Or, yeah. Yeah, I so, think, I think. I don't know if it's worth it for Ricky Lutelli to come. I mean, Sunny Bill's only going to get the last four games, then finals. Ricky Lutelli will get maybe four games. And that's it. Is it worth his while? And that's almost what Ricky Lutelli's saying himself, isn't it? By yeah. what I'm gathering. He's like, oh, is it worth me going all that way? Yeah. Down a couple of games, come back. So, yeah, I, I, I can't see it actually happening. Cause uh, unless he was going to get a lot of money. Reading. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I was just going to say, unless he's getting um, a lot of money, which he probably wouldn't, um, yeah, it's probably not worth his while, but... But what's Williams getting 150k? Yeah. Four games. Yeah. And it's probably, he's probably, to be honest, regular tell, he's not worth paying 150 grand from our part for to play four games. So, um, yeah. Now, I, I think I think this was just last, this will be fish and chip wrapper yeah. come next week. Yeah, I think that's it. Tally's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Now, Mike actually likes Canada and wants to stay there and is not keen to take yeah. her in the well, world. And, a different story if he was off contract with Toronto and maybe keen to come back to the NRL. Um, yeah, yeah. Whether it's for us or another club, but if he's got to go back to Toronto next year anyway, then, yeah. He, he must some... be on some bank over there, eh? Yeah. He must be on some real good coin, because everyone's, um, like even Peyton, I was reading an article, and he's on really, really good money over there. It's like, mm. really? Yeah. That's some good money. Yeah. Because um, I would quite happily give him you know, Hiku-type money um, to come to the oh, Warriors. Yeah. I thought he would have been a great buy when he left Cronulla. Surprised that he left. So, yeah, he must have been given a pretty handy offer. Um, and just speaking of, you'll have to um, bear with me because I haven't uh, got it up. But the the NRL Rich List came out over the, um, over the last mm-hmm. week or so. And... The uh, the usual names are there: Daly, Cherry, Evans, Ben Hunt, all up in the one point two sort of mark. Now, a few Warriors popped up in there though. Um, yeah. Roger, the highest paid, we knew that, but one point one million. Wasn't quite sure that it was uh, that much. That's that's good coin. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but big money. It is big money, and I I I, I don't I know he's having the, not a great year this year, but especially last year he. He was worth every cent. Yeah. I don't begrudge him taking that money at all. No, um, not at all. Uh, second on our rich list, Tohu Harris at 700. You'd have to say we probably didn't get the value out of him the first two seasons just because of injuries, but that's not really his fault. When he was on the field, he was very good, and this year he's been, I think, quite easily our best player. Um, 700 is probably a pretty, pretty fair value for him, I think. If they're keen to pay to balance eight hundred a year, then well, seven hundred's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, good point there. This was the one that shocked me because I thought he was on about half, maybe two thirds of this, 
Blake Green, our third highest paid player at 675k a year. Oh, that's was, a good coin, isn't it? Well, I was shocked. I, I, I was under the impression that he'd come here on a 300,000-ish deal and assumed it was that or not a hell of a lot more for these last two years. Tell you what, if people are going to complain about Sean Johnson's, you know, earning his money, and he wasn't on a million, it was a bit less than that. So, you know, as you say, as a million-dollar player, it was never on a million. Um, Blake Green's getting pretty much 700000 I'd say that Sean Johnson was uh, adding 20% more value per performance than Blake Green quite easily. Who else? Right, who was on that? What, is there any Aussie halves in Australia on that 700 um, as a comparison? I haven't got the whole... Oh, in front of me, unfortunately, but um, you know, you'd think. Who would you guess would be a Aussie, someone in Aussie on that sort of coin? Um, in the halves, I don't know really. I guess most of your 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 decent halves are getting more than that. Like guys like Luke Brooks are probably even getting more. What do you more reckon? Than what do you reckon Whiten's on? Uh, I, he's probably re-signing for closest to, closer to eight hundred to nine hundred. You'd think. I'm not. He wouldn't have been on that beforehand, but. Yeah, at uh, the end of the day, almost 700000 for Green. There's no way that that's anywhere near good value. No, it brings a lot of uh, attributes off the paddock, but performance-wise, yeah. and, you know, nothing against him, but he's just t- too limited to be commanding that sort of money. Um, also, well, I think on, it highlights what we have to pay Aussie players, isn't it, to get them here? Yeah, but I, I just think we could have easily kept Blake Green here for considerably less than that too. Um, next on the list, for, uh, I think this is from memory, but I think um, Fusatua was on about 500000 uh, If you, you sign that deal 2018, I'm kind of sad he's in the conversation as best winger in the game. Man, he's not a $500,000 winger at the moment. Yeah, he's he's dropping off considerably to what he was. He's looking lazy. He's not, he's not lazy, he's so casual, but it's just yeah, not getting anything out well, of it. When's he signed till end of next year? Yeah, it might even be another couple of years. Um, he, without the tries, um, it's hard to get on board with him as, you know, as the player he was. He he's been outrunning Big Ken the last few weeks. He had over two hundred meters um, the other day. I thought he was actually very good against the Roosters. But yeah, without those tries, um, it's hard to. Yeah, I'm happy having George Jennings here at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, both wingers probably not quite what we've expected of them this year. Um, and the other one, Cody Nicarima, on about 500000 as well. And I would suggest not earning that either. Mm. No. What do you reckon he's worth? Uh, not even performance. $400,000, $375,000, $400,000, yeah. i will be happy with. Yeah, on his current performance, on his potential, he's potentially, a, you know, 500 or more, but... I don't think we've seen it often enough. Again, on... I thought we should put them on hourly rate. <laughs> put them on an hourly rate. Yeah, got to work some... for your money, not just as chunk of money they know they're going to get. You yeah. got to turn up and work. Some more incentive base. Yeah. Put your put your pay sheet in, time sheet. Out of there, it'll and, be in Thursday. And bonuses yeah, no, that... like a thousand bucks for a try assist or something like. Oh yeah. Here we go. Tag me some carrots. <laughs> Um, yeah, any any other news around the NRL that's piqued your interest? I think we've covered off a few, uh, a few, a few nah, things there. 
I think I think um, I um, didn't get a lot of footy. I've been reading a bit though. Stuff will pop up as we go on. Um, moving on to our now, which has become a weekly wrap up of the coaching situation. It's evolved yet again. Uh, two candidates out of the running. Jeff Tuvey and the Walkers. Uh, first of all, Tuvey told that he didn't meet the criteria and not even interviewed. Now, I, I'm happy that he's definitely not going to be our coach. Um, but, yeah, to say that he didn't meet the criteria or even get an interview, I just found it quite bizarre. You are not tall enough for this ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <coughs> Not even get yeah, not even get asked. It doesn't worry me. I'm glad that they're smart enough to go. Yeah, nah. Hmm. I'm I'm glad there's someone at the Warriors smart enough to go. Yeah, nah. Just nah. Yeah, nah. take it. Um, Walkers, they obviously got the interview, um, and but we're told, yeah, uh, thanks, but we're ruling you out of the race. Uh, disappointing. I would have liked to see the Walkers at least stay in the mix. Until we decided on a coach, because, well, as as you are, we're both fans of their philosophies and, and what they could potentially do. So a little disappointing that they would cut them out um, unless they've actually made their decision or close enough to it. Uh, yeah, how long are they going to drag this shit out for, eh? Well, yeah, you got you, you feel like <laughs> they've got to be getting close to a, um, a decision. They... It seems to to a lot of people that it's two horse race now between um, Todd Payton and Paul Green. Um, I'm not starting to mind either of those decisions. Yeah, those two guys. Yeah, I I like them both, and I can see the upside in both. Just firstly on Payton, and uh, understandably, like again after the Roosters game, he said, "Look, I was happy that with that performance, but that has to be the base level. I'm not going to, you know." go overboard and, and praising it, that has to be the minimum. And then we build on that rather than, oh, we push the roosters, um, you know, we're such overachievers, well done, boys. Um, everything he said in the post-match pre- press conferences has um, has had Warriors fans enamoured, and I can totally understand that. I still don't necessarily think that means he is a good coach. No, no. The only thing... That I do, it'd be nice to see Todd Payton choosing his coaching staff as support yeah. around. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Another concern I have is that he came on board last year. It's kind of, um, you know, widely uh, regarded that he was in charge of the attack, um, which has been awful for a couple of years. I thought <laughs> that. Well, it... prop coaching attack. Yeah, interesting one. He did score a try in a grand final, though. But um, he, yeah, I thought that without the shackles of Kearney or what we thought were Kearney shackles, that we might see what because we blatantly needed it. What was happening wasn't working, but a change up in style, particularly in attack. And we've just seen the same dirge attacking wise. Uh, five games under Payton, we've only scored more than twelve points once. That was that win over Brisbane, who are obviously horrible. Um, yeah, you know, six points against Melbourne, 12 against the Titans, 10 against Cronulla, and 10 again last week against the Roosters. I just kind of want to see a bit more uh, from them to, you know, to before you sort of hand them the keys full-time. I know yeah. they're saying all the right things, but, it, you know, 
you're going to get pretty sick of him saying the right things when we're scoring an average of 12 points across the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a t- yeah, good point with his attack. Who knows what he is. But, yeah, I, I like that he's scary. I like that the fact yeah. that some of the boys might be shit scared of him. Those eyes, it looks like he could throw a couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the fear where Green, I don't know, is a thing. But then the one thing I do like about Green is he will bring a team with him. He'll, yeah. he'll actually, like, with Peyton gets handed the job, they might, right, you got the job, but you've got to keep so-and-so and so-and-so in these positions. Whereas old mate might just bring over his whole new team, dung the whole joint out, fresh approach, and go for it. And even if Peyton wants to bring in a new staff, is it that much of a, you know, carrot for a, for a potential, you know, hotshot young assistant to go, oh, I'm going to move to Auckland and be Todd Peyton's assistant? Yeah. Compared to being on green stuff. Um, yeah. But I do definitely got a lot of uh, respect for what Paul Green achieved. Premiership winning coach, there's not a lot of those around. Um, yeah. And another grand final against the odds from eighth, which was incredible without Thurston. Uh, one of my reservations, I guess, was that he came to the job in 2014 and you know got handed a roster that had... Uh, Thurston, Taumalolo, Michael Morgan was already established and a few other guys like that and, you know, that those guys were there through all that yeah, success. It was a full John Hart set up, eh? Remember yeah. John Hart took over the All Blacks from old mate, yeah. the grumpy guy from Silver here? Yeah. Won all, yeah. won all the awards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, you've still got to get them that next step which Green did and you know you never take that away from him but you know he had the bit potentially the greatest halfback of all time a, a guy that's regarded as possibly the greatest uh, middle forward of the modern era now uh, it wasn't like he um, you know coached a bunch of scrubs up into a into a world beating outfit which is what he's going to have to do coming here exactly um, but uh, one thing that I did uh find a positive he had an incredibly um low-key three-quarter line you know that, that won that grand final in 2015 winterstein linnett um justin o'neill and kyle felt so he's uh he's well accustomed to coaching shithouse back lines <laughs> so that's going to hold him in good stead in auckland if he does take the job oh yeah, no, yeah at least at least that was one thing you'll find easy um, yeah, it's still, who knows? I don't know. And, and the, the, one of the other ones that still haven't totally ruled out Bennett, Wayne, and who's the other? Anthony Griffin. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely off that. They threw his name in the mix again on uh, One News tonight. 360 is still pushing the um, the Wayne Bennett barrel, and they're saying that the noise out of the club is we've got a very experienced coach who has a year to run on his NRL contract in the frame. That has to be Bennett. Is that's that right? right. And, um, and I'm, I kind of think that it's a chance still. I don't that's take, a... I don't put any stock in him saying, oh, I'm going to see out my uh, my contract at South. I th- they've got an NRL-ready coach in Jason Demetrio. They're not going that well. They're out of the eight at the moment. I don't think they're, like, they're not going to be desperate for Bennett to stay. I don't think. Um, and this could be, yeah, the challenge that he's uh, he's looking oh, for. Imagine it. Let's just daydream for a second. 
he could get some players over. Oh, totally. He could get those boys going. The tough thing is the old boy travelling that much. That's going to be mm. the tough thing. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I guess so. But uh, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, just you know, buy him a business class ticket every um, each way. He'll be right. Yeah. Oh my god, it'll be good, wouldn't it? I'd I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Well, it could just yeah, from top to bottom, yeah, just just the stuff that the club, everyone at the club would learn and just transform the place um, in ways that we probably couldn't imagine. I mean, he's been coaching for 34 consecutive seasons now, 29 final series. Seven, what is he? 67. I think he's or... closer to 70 now. Is he? Mm. But uh, oh, he must be actually. Yeah. Just yeah, just to have someone of that stature here, it'll be quite amazing. But hopefully, we'll get it sorted out soon and start building a roster for next year. Um, moving on, I thought we'd dish out some this Warriors Life mid-season Warriors awards. Um, we've just missed the glitz and glamour episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so mail out these uh, statuettes to the players. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll just start off with the uh, with the big one. Warriors best player, Brad. Easy, Tohu. Yeah, by a mile. Um, if he doesn't yeah. win the official player of the year award, I'll be stunned. Even if he got injured and missed the remaining nine games, he probably should still win it. Um, he's been superb in just about every game. He's easily going to win the um, the TWL. Official Player of the Year award from our player ratings. If if he stays on the field, he's just been miles ahead of everyone. Yeah, no, that's 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 easy that one. Yeah, and it's hard to even think of um of a number two, and I'd almost have to go for the uh, runaway winner of Warriors Best Rookie of twenty twenty at the halfway mark, and that is of course Brad. Yeah, Katoa. Yeah, he's probably yeah. been close to the second best player. Um, oh yeah, he's he's like he's bloody brilliant. He's bloody brilliant. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was their best. I thought in both games, his first two first grade games um, before the season shut down. He's had some big games since then. Scored a few tries. Great combination he's built with um, Cody Nicarima, but and yeah, good work rate, dynamic, and just manages to keep himself in the game all the time. Surprisingly strong. He's not like explosive. He's just surprisingly strong. But gets himself in the right position. Like it's. He's not like the other Katoa or what's the what's the big one? Kickout. Sorry. Yeah. Penrith. He's not barnstorming like that. Jesus, he's a good footy player. Yeah. Um. For, you know, for a guy that had only played at under twenties level and only you know a dozen games at rugby league in his life before this year, it's quite amazing. Todd Payton, I think, was it Todd Payton called him a. 10-year Warriors player the other day. And Is that you, right? Yeah, you got to agree with that if we can hang on to him. He's, he's signed for another three or four years. Um, he's got yeah. the makings of turning into an absolute smashing prop, doesn't he? Yeah. As he gets bigger and bigger. I, I, it's, yeah, I reckon he's going to end up in the front row as a blockbuster forward. Yeah, and you know, it'd be great to have a front row like that with all the skills, mobility and size. Um yeah, easily. I thought, the... I, you know, I thought I misheard you there. I thought you said with my ability and size. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, 
Whoa! Writing checks <laughs> on the other end of this line at the moment. Yeah, no, you wouldn't uh, put me in the Anyway, front sorry, sure. right, who's the buyer of the year? This is a puppy. Oh, well, it's not. Well, for uh, me, it's um, it's the runner-up in the rookie uh, category, and that's uh, Jermaine Tanar-Brown. Bought off exactly North, the name I've got here. Yeah, bought off North Devils. Uh, we barely bought anyone, and he's been solid. Played every game. Uh, gave a good account of himself, I think, in each game he's played. And, yeah. Shit, yeah. Yep, no, that, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's who's, who did we even buy, though? I was struggling to remember who we brought. Well, was it him and Egan? Yeah, I think they're the only genuine uh, purchases that we got. Jack yeah. Murchie as well. Um, yeah, Jack Murchie. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Jack he's Murchie. been solid enough out of favour at the moment. But, yeah, Jermaine for me. Quite, quite comfortably. No, wait, the next one, I, the surprise. This, oh, this is a tough one. Who was your surprise of the year so far? Um, yeah, it's it's honestly hard to to really pinpoint one. Yeah, we might have to the just only, leave that. The only person I could think of was Tavanga. Surprising how quickly he's got up to pace and is one of our leading players already. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a fair call. I'd maybe even uh, throw Carl Lawton in as a surprise packet, just because he's been he's started at second row, the Jesus. lock. Um, you know, we didn't probably think of him as a starting back rower at the start of the year. He's he's performed when he's been thrown at hooker, um, centre. Yeah, he's just plugged gaps, isn't he? Mm. So he's not quite your classic surprise packet, but he has, um, yeah. He's, he, in a pr- pretty narrow field, he'll probably get it for me. If we get a, if we do manage to ever get quite a, a strong squad, I'm hoping he'll sort of be that 17th man, I reckon. Yeah. Your perfect sort of 17th man just to sit on the bench and just pop in whatever he's needed. If you get a HIA out wide, he can go out there, but if you need to rotate a forward, he can come on and give someone a break. Yeah, like uh, John Plath used to be for... Um for the Broncos, always on the bench, but always plugging gaps. Um, you know, Alan Tung type, I guess, even though he's a starter most of the time. But, yeah, just just quality wherever you stuff them in. Um, Alan Tung, wonder, remember a few weeks back we were thinking of names that disgust us. <laughs> Players' names that are annoying. Alan Tung, that is a disgusting name, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, where was next? Um, I just wanted to also add probably an honourable mention for the surprise packet. Not so much the last couple of weeks, but Adam Blair, I thought, played really well from mm-hmm. the from the restart until a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I'll throw him yeah, in the mix yeah, there Blair. on the shortlist. Uh, most disappointing, who have you got here? I've got um, Herbie. Oh, Herbie. Okay, yeah. Is, I, I was really hoping he'd kick on and be more of a player than he's turned out to be. He started such a hit in the raw last year. He got injured and da da da, but yeah, he's been a bit of a disappointment to me. Yeah, fair enough. I'd kind of gone off him a little bit by the end of last season, so I wasn't expecting the world from him. I probably didn't even have him in my starting lineup with Tane Milne in the mix. But yeah, I, I agree with you. He hasn't quite kicked on. Um, for me, really? I, I've got, uh, and it pains me to say it because, you know, I've been a cheerleader for this guy for the last two years, but Ken Mamalo is my most disappointing. I think um, besides that blistering 41 minutes against the Broncos, I think he's been really poor by his standards. Uh, just, 
you know, his work rate's okay still, but he doesn't, he just lacks that um, menace and that that real hunger that we saw. Um, scoring a couple of tries, but not not scoring the same. It wasn't tries. the tries we fell in love with, it was the 20 metres up from our yeah. own line, busting out to the 40 metre line. That's what we love yeah. that 10. And we know any, you can put a ball down across a white line, and Jesus, anyone can get it. But he's not, he's not coming, like he came with some great finishes last year. Um, he's making a lot of mistakes, particularly on attack, and, and just he just his head doesn't seem in the game. And for me, I don't know, without knowing the exact uh, details of his personal circumstances, family situation, uh, his departure as someone that sort of come on as a bit of a senior, senior player in that squad, um, and easily our second best player behind Roger last year, I was pretty disappointed in him in particular that he went home so, yeah yeah he's my uh biggest disappointment of the half season so far not angry just disappointed Ken. yep that's the one um hopefully be back bigger and better next year but, yeah what the awards or ken and fuss uh ken and fuss <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Wait. yeah um maybe on around 12 we've got the tigers on Friday, tomorrow night. Um, interesting game, right. this one. We start as massive outsiders. You can get over $5 head-to-head. 14.5-point start they're giving us at the tab. Crazy. You know what? Every other time this year, though, we've had one of those gritty games, and we thought, that's what we need. That's it. And the next week, they've shown us the complete and opposite. So I'm a, li- I'm, get- I'm a little bit hesitant in getting to jumping up and down about the effort they put in last week until I see it. Tomorrow yeah. night against the Tigers. I'm I'm willing to back them uh, certainly to beat that start. I'm all over that um, at, at the TAB, but I'm I'm willing to back them to really push the Tigers, who have been up and down themselves. They're around about the eight, but uh, not super convincing every week. Um, I just thought last week was overall. I thought it was the best performance of the year. The Warriors uh, holding a team like the Roosters because. Every other loss has been just absolutely soul-destroyingly bad. That was the performance, I think, that we've been looking for, even more so than the three games that we have won, uh, given yeah. the standard of the opposition. If we, if we play, if we are able to, that's what I'm saying, but if we can do that again, this is, this is a, coin, a coin toss. Anyone can win this game. We're, we'd go close to beating them yeah. if we bring that... And again, but it's just we haven't been shown for such a long time. Consistency. I'd love them to do that again this week because I reckon we can tip the Tigers up. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think we're, we're a real decent chance here. Um, and just running over the lineup, um, Daniel Alvaro and George Jennings straight into the team. Jennings on a wing. Uh, Alvaro off the bench, but you can expect to see him play plenty of minutes, I would have thought. Um, yeah. Strong looking team, this, despite the guys going home. Um, Paddy Herbert comes back in on a wing after missing last week with an HIA. Pompey wasn't that bad actually last week at Centre. I've seen him actually beat a player or two on the weekend. Yeah, I th- he led us, beat... led us for tackle breaks. Did he? Yeah. What did he get? Two. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I think he got it half a dozen. He did uh, cause him a bit of trouble. He's still very clunky out there, and I'd, I'd be stunned if he uh, serves up a try assist, but better than Beal for sure. Um, 
And yeah, and Peter Hicko there, he's been up and down, but I thought it was a decent uh, comeback from him last week. Uh, yeah. Who, who else we got? Oh, mate. I, I like the starting pack, Tanoa Brown and Hetherington in the front row. Uh, we've got actually Carl Lawton starting at number nine with Egan on the bench, so that's a good sign, just that Peyton is rewarding performance. Back row of Katoa, Harris and Tavanga. Um, yeah, and then that bench, if you take Lockie Burr out of there, it's it's looking like a fairly strong bench. Alvaro and Blair on there. Good to see Papa Lee left out of the 17 again. Um, yeah. I'm... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like you said, Burr's, although he plugs away, and there's nothing personal against the guy. Just, yeah, there's, a, there's better players out there. He's the only one, yeah. It's not a bad, a for us, not a bad team. Not a bad team. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they're Egan on the bench, though. Is that a, is that a funny, wasted bench spot? Kind of, because he only can play hooker, but then I guess, you know, uh, if he if someone else gets yeah. injured, then he comes in at hooker and Lawton can, can shift. But, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Having a specialist hooker is slightly unusual. Um, yeah. But I don't hate it i'd certainly prefer lawton starting so yeah 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 um stoke here though oh here though yeah he's a madman yeah great to see oh, him, get him, see him go around he's going to be good against what is it what's that brawl brawl what's that young fella that plays the tigers last week that, that had a run in with oh sean yeah, sean Bloor, yeah um that was, yeah, that was great uh, yeah, running with Nathan Brown. Jeez, I love that. It was uh, it must have yeah, fired up Heather, Hetherington. What a what a signing! He's been a mid-season signing from Penrith, hasn't he? Yeah, I Sean Ball. I think he think he might have been. Um, yeah, great to great what a to score. see. Yeah, big unit. Good to see guys like that standing up to uh, some of the stroppier enforcers in the NRL and giving it to them. Just, it was just, just a mellow about it though. Brown was getting worked up, and that other guy just it just dusted his shoulders, eh? Yeah, yeah. Shakes his shoulders, and he just kept walking away like mellow as. There's no aggression. He was just so yeah. mellow. Yeah, him and him, though, that could be a nice little battle. Mm. Um, obviously, any most Warriors fans have a bit of a soft spot for Benji and like coming up against him. Um, he's been great since he came back into the into the team after a few weeks out. Him and young Billy Walters. Uh, forming a bit of a combination there. Yeah, Walters is good, isn't he? Yeah, and then Harry Grant coming yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a good team. It's just they're just lacking a little something. Um, you know, they've they've lost more games than they've won. They're just falling a bit short against the better teams. This is a game that they would I as absolutely must win for their finals hopes. So it's got the makings of which is um, good. That puts the pressure on them. Yeah. I just like this matchup, and I think we're more than capable of um, of winning it on the back of of last week. It's just whether we can find enough points uh, because the Tigers are a better defensive side than the teams that we have beaten. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. I'd like it to be close. I'd like this one to be close. Yeah, just uh, who who you go? I'm I'm gonna uh, throw my support behind the Warriors for this one. After a couple of weeks of tipping the uh, our opponents, um, I'll I, come with. I'll come with. Yeah, I think that we um, that we can do it. Please. Now, just before we get into the round twelve preview, I just thought would um, a bit of a nod to Indigenous round, one of my favourite rounds of the year. If 
for nothing else, it flushes out all the uh, social media racists and exposes them for the absolute scumbags of the earth that they are. Um, and people that don't understand why we need Indigenous Round, that's exactly why we do need it. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's a great celebration. Some of the stories we've seen on NRL 360, really moving stuff, and um, it's a big part of the fabric of our game. And good to see the um, you know Māori heritage getting sort of um, drawn into the Indigenous Round a little bit more as well um, over, yeah. the, over the last few years. Um, and so I thought we'd just just run through some of the Indigenous Australians that we've had at the Warriors. Not a whole heap, but some very good ones, and even the bad ones have been pretty memorable. Uh, Brent Webb, one of the great oh. Warriors. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, before Roger turned up, I think he was everyone's uh, greatest Warriors fullback ever, uh, over 100 games, and yeah, pretty special talent. Yep, and he was a beauty. Um, John Simon, nice little couple of seasons stint here, captain the club a bit. Um, one of the great... Good boot on the magnet. Oh, the things we could do with his boot at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez, he had a Jeez, he could eat it about... He could kick it about 140 metres, yeah. eh? Yeah, back in the old spiral spiral kicking days. <laughs> Mastering the spiral kick. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's just <laughs> impressive as it is if you can get it 30 metres every time. Remember trying to spiral kick? Just go sideways. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse than a spiral kick that uh, doesn't hit the mark. Um, PJ Marsh, what what could have been if he uh, didn't get that neck injury? Uh, fabulous player, took helped us to a grand final at Hooker, but yeah, just cut down on his prime, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, young Maney, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, uh, obviously got Māori heritage too, but he represented the Indigenous All-Stars at the start of the year before he'd even played for the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, and he's been a, a great uh, acquisition for us. And extended too. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, moving on to some of the more average ones, a bit unfortunate to throw Josh, Josh Curran into this uh, mix, but another Indigenous All-Stars rep. Um, hasn't quite got his opportunities this year, which no, is kind had, of baffling. He had quite a good game for the All-Stars, though, didn't he? Yeah, had a great game. Scored a try. try and, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, just hasn't got the opportunities this year, which is kind of weird. It is strange. It's mm. real strange that he hasn't got a run. Um, another guy that I've put in the um, sort of middling category for us, uh, Joel Moon, kind of a forgotten warrior. But he was kind of a crucial guy for us for a couple of years, just never quite... Uh, fit the bill for what we were looking for. Came from the Broncos, uh, highly rated sort of halfback, or five-eight centre. But um, yeah, three seasons for us. Played over fifty games before heading. Two, two seasons were good, but Jesus, he faded bad coming in. Yeah, he faded uh, right at the wrong time. Um, he actually played. He played in the lead up to the uh, twenty eleven finals. Played most of the games in that last sort of six or seven weeks, played in the first week um, qualifying final against the Broncos that we got caned in, got dropped, I think for Inu, um, and then, yeah, missed our run to the grand final, and that was um, that was him for us. He went to... I actually watched that game today. Inu scored the try to beat the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, it was on the sky. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, I watched the end of that. Yeah. Um, on to the bad, and I, do, you know... I. I don't like to uh, to slag these guys off too much, but uh, I 
Yeah, two of my uh, most, yeah. <laughs> most despised uh, warriors. I'm sure they're good guys, but Dane Nielsen, Jonathan Wright, two of the. Uh, most... Oh, they were. God, 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 they made them. Well, Nielsen didn't do anything. He didn't even. He didn't make mistakes. Because to make a mistake, he actually got to do something. To do it, to make a mistake. He reminded right. me. Right, just a bumbling mess, wasn't he? Yeah, he would throw a game away for you. You're right, Nielsen. But he reminded me of, um, you know, of, of someone running around on a basketball court gym with socks on. Like that's just how the sort of traction he would get on the field. <laughs> I think he had. I think he had two tries and probably one try assist in thirty games for us. He's he was that bad. Um, come in, it was such a promising signing too because he was going real good at the Storm before yeah, he came played off. Origin uh, yeah. a few times uh, and then yeah I don't, know how, for him here. I don't know how Manu kept on scoring tries with, with Neil he probably could have got 30 tries a season if, <laughs> he's in his prime too Manu uh, yeah John O'Reilly obviously a disaster and um, and uh, Matt Orwood was another one who went alright at Canberra and thought might have yeah, been I a decent you had this one on the list. I, he was he just didn't get the opportunities old yeah. all. I was always a bit of a fan of his, but yeah, played a lot at um in reserve grade, but yeah, so yeah, yeah just... maybe a bit harsh calling him one of the bad ones, but but you're yeah. right. Yeah, there's nothing to judge him on there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we do have a, a little bit of a niche in our history for Australian indigenous players. What about Dominic Payroo? Where was he? He was a cook. Cook Island, I think. Well, he played for Cook, Cook Island, Island at international level and Samoa, actually. Oh, yeah. he did too. Yeah, Samoa, you're right. I was thinking about him the other day. I kind of liked Peru. I like, I liked him too, and he was another one that just didn't quite get. He's just a little bit unlucky at the timing of coming in and out of the team. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I liked him. And he was a good bugger for just sticking around as long as he did. Yeah. On average money, he could have gone to um, Super League way earlier than he did. Plays a bit of played a bit of centre, played a bit of back row. Still running around for St Helens this year. Is he? Mm. Good on him. Actually, I Good think on, on his uh, rugby league project dot org page and uh, yeah, back row, starting back row in St Helens Super League Grand Final win last year. So good on you, Don Pedro. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Um, awesome. So that uh, that's the that's Indigenous round, and I agree with you, man. This, this is a good, this is quite a random little round. You go to start the game, and there's all this more dancing and that going on. It's, yeah, yeah, everyone's got gives it a bit of life. Gives it a huge amount of life, actually. Yeah. Nice. I love seeing that. Who's that Titans guy? Uh, I Tyron, his name. Tyron Roberts. He's epic. Yeah. He is epic. He is one of the best, best, I don't know what the name is it for the, I don't know the correct name for the Aboriginal war dance and that, but wow, yeah. he's got it dialed, though. He's yeah. a gun at it. No, no, it's, it's awesome to see, and, and um, yeah, looking forward to uh, what it has in store for the um, for the Warriors game on Friday night. There's obviously always yeah. been that sort of cross culture kind of element to it, which has been cool. Um, Isaac Luke obviously involved heavily in the last couple of years, but yeah, no doubt we'll see something before the game. On yeah, Friday, who opens it? Uh, Dragons Rabbitohs on um, on Thursday night or tonight. Yeah, the Dragons found some spark. Yeah, they're underdogs here, and I'm tipping them for the win. I've uh, I've gone into them at the TAB as well. I think that they will win this game. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm liking what the Dragons are up to. 
That's what, yeah, even though they, they they went down last week, didn't they, by a couple of points? Yeah, to the Good comeback <laughs> and dudded by the bunker. The, my reservation here is that Ben Hunt's back at halfback. Their um, very impressive, um, their very impressive rookie Adam Clone is out. I'm assuming he's injured. Oh. And Ben Hunt's back to halfback, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but oh, hopefully, he's got some confidence from playing. Yeah, yeah, because it's been going well there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell's back um, at fullback. I just, yeah, I just don't really like anything that they've been doing this year. They haven't been good to nah. watch. No, nah, they've been, yeah, boring as piss. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Dragons as well. Uh, Warriors and Tigers first up on Friday night, then uh, Broncos, Sharks second up on Friday. Um, man, Broncos and all sorts still. Uh, one God, of... It's good for the Warriors that the Broncos are. Yeah. In. This is Warriors' quite average season. It's just slipping under the radar with the Broncos doing as bad as they are. Yeah. One one win from uh, nine games since the restart. Flogged ah. by the Storm in, this, in a, I think it was a 28-32-0 second half uh, against the Storm. And, and Anthony Seabold tried to uh, spin it as a positive. Quite incredible. Um, they get a bit of relief this week with uh, Jake Turpin coming back and Isaac Lucas is back from suspension on the bench. Um, then the uh, Brody Cross out with injury. This is actually, I think, going to work out better for them. Milford's back at five eight. He was so bad at fullback, at least at five eight. He's not going to cock up a game for you. Darius yeah, Boyd. Darius at half uh, back. Darius Boyd to fullback. I think that's going to be better all round um, for the Broncos but I, I think the Sharks have have got this one um, in the bag even with Chad Townsend out Sean Johnson's just uh, absolutely on fire he was his control was uh, brilliant again the other night uh, scored a try set, setting them up and just forcing line dropouts um, in a real purple patch and you know people like it's a Honestly, warms my heart to see um, him getting his dues as people coming out of the woodwork to um, to praise him, and he's yeah, just yeah. not. He's, he's he's the pressure's going to be on him more without Townsend then there this week. He's, work, he's worked out his role in that Sharks team, hmm. but he's, especially coming from the Warriors where he had everything on his shoulders, yeah. he was sort of confused what to do last year. He's actually worked out his role there, and he's but he's he's been a lot more dominant this year at the. At the Sharks than he was last year, and yeah. despite having the number six on his back, I think it's a it's a good fit with Townsend. He, Townsend just you know plugs away and does what he has to do, like Green did when Johnson played with Green, and I think that's where we're falling down. The Warriors, you know, Green Green has his um, his attributes, but he's having to do too much. Nickarim yeah. is just not stepping up to to do what he needs to do as the you know the more dynamic half. Um, yeah, the yang, the yang and the yang and the halves, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I'll, I'll say one thing for the Broncos. What's that? What's that outside back? Katoni. Uh, uh, not Katoni Stags. Yeah. Oh, Farnworth. No. Bobby Farnworth. Farnworth. Yeah. He's going all right. Yeah, just re-signed with the club, actually. Um, yeah, he's, he's going all right. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, Sharks for 10. I reckon yeah. it's going to be closer bit this week for the Broncos, but Sharks for 10. Yeah, yeah, that sounds... Sounds about right to me. 
Uh, Broncos on a six-match winning streak against the Sharks, so good chance for the Sharks to break that. Uh, on Saturday, start off with the Roosters and Titans. I'll tell you what, Titans at $8. I'm tempted. Eight bucks. Yeah, Gee, there's some big prices popping out this year, isn't there? The, the Roosters are just, yeah, they've got more injuries. Brett Morris out now. Corden is still sidelined. Um, they just looked pretty flat the last couple of weeks. And I don't know, they don't say they've wiped Jeez, for the picking. I, I don't man. know. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Titans are they're eight bucks for a reason. <laughs> yeah, but they pushed the uh, Panthers last week. It was 16 14 for a long time. Last week. Yeah, how have they got in and out? Yeah, uh, what have we got? Yeah, nothing too exciting. Um, Hipgrave, Sam Lasorne back. I don't think anyone's out. Um, Hipgrave's yeah. another one I'd like to have at the club. Mm, just a real goer. Um, I don't know, I've definitely, I've, I've already taken a piece of the 21 and a half point start that the uh, Titans have been afforded. Have they? Yeah. Jesus, oh, yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, um, but yeah, if I, I've definitely put the roosters in my tips, but an upset wouldn't shock me. Oh, righto. What's the stake? Who's second up? Next up, Cowboys Raiders. Um, Cowboys have been rocked by Josh Maguire. Uh, his suspension. Um, the young. 5'8", Dejan Arcee is out as well now. Um, Jordan McLean's back. But, yeah, they just look pretty um, pretty ordinary, the Cowboys. Bad loss yeah. against Manly the other night at home, I thought. Um, it's going to be a boring game that, that the Raiders will win. So Raiders have, have got... So their injuries keep piling up. Chance the clock stats out with a finger injury. Jordan Rapana to fullback, but they probably end up on the um, positive side of the ledger because John Bateman and old Corey Harawera Naira is back, or making his debut for the club. Bateman back oh, from injury. How good is that for the Raiders? Oh, what a score, bastards! Yeah, that's such a good signing. Oh well, yeah, no Raiders will do them do them good. It could be um, quite a big. This one could be a bit of a hiding eh? Yeah, the Cowboys defensively have really phoned it in. Um, on most occasions this year. Last game, could be an interesting one this on Saturday, Manly Penra. Manly are Ooh. starting to, to sort of regroup a bit after a bit of a bit of a slump. A couple of wins on Trying the Trying to live life without old Tom, eh? Yeah. They sort of done that a bit last year as well. Yeah, they, they did. They've sort of gotten good at one stage. So they've just, they've just figured out again how to do it without, um, you know, without that spark from fullback. Um, Penner's a good day. Penner's yeah. just that next step above them, I think. Yeah, they've um, they've made hard work of wins over the Cowboys and Titans the last couple of weeks. I thought Penrith, but they got the wins and you know by eight or so points in the end, comfortable enough. Um, Kickouts back this week. Uh, Coruscant could be a late inclusion, so yeah, I've, I've definitely got them to uh, definitely tipping them, but it could be a tight one. This I think it'll be. Yeah, one this is the one I'm going to put. I'm I'm good go with them, but I wouldn't be surprised for an upset in this yeah, one. They're going to have to grind it out again. I don't think they're going to blow Manly away. Uh, yeah. Sunday, bit of a fizzer for our favourite four four pm Sunday time slot Bulldogs Eels. Uh, I don't mind that. I've been watching the dogs. They can uh, give it okay. a go. Tim Lafay back in the Bulldogs setup, replacing Kerry Holland this week. Um, replacing who? 
Kieran Holland. Oh, I thought you said Kieran Ford. I was like, are you serious? Is this injured again? Uh, oh. No, I think Kieran is uh, going to play consecutive games. Um, and the Eels, they've got a couple back on the bench. Kane Evans, Oregon Kalfusi. Um, yeah, obviously, Moses back in the team last week. Had a, showed a bit of grit, I thought, to, to um, rebuff the Tigers. And Madison is is going to play, apparently, uh, with the 10-day turnaround. So, yeah. yeah, I've definitely got the Eels here. But, again, I'd be a little bit... I, I put on a, a seven-leg multi um, just with point starts. And this was the game that I left out. I just couldn't bring myself to um, to include this one. I think 16 points the Bulldogs have, have, have been given. I, I thought about putting them in, but I could kind of see them getting thrashed as well. Just, I can yeah. see this as a flogging, but this is, yeah, I don't mind that. A Sunday afternoon flogging for fire going. Mm, yeah, dry track, Moses and Gutherson carving yeah. up could be. No, it's sweet. Actually. actually, this weekend the missus is away, so I've got footy on tap. It's going to be sweet. Me and Otis, uh, she's taking Ted's scan. Me and Otis have got the house, mm. so yeah, I should get in a fair bit of footy. Um, um, yeah, well, who are you going? Gonna... Uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'm Eels. Eels okay. definitely in that. But um, yeah, I don't mind watching the dogs. The dogs do put up a fight every week. They don't have many, or at least for a few. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They're on the improve, but yeah, Eels. Well, they had Think a great right. win. They had a great win last week, of course, the Dogs, uh, beating Newcastle. Jeez, that was um, impressive. Got out to that big Perfect lead conditions and... for them, wasn't it? What's that? Perfect conditions oh, for the Dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Win, yeah. Absolute shithouse, pissing down rain. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and the team they beat is, they're up last on Sunday night. God, they were awful. Uh, Newcastle taken on the storm up on the Sunshine Coast. Newcastle were, oh, I've been willing to sort of back them as a, definitely not a, a title contender, but, you know, fringe of the top four, maybe top four if they yeah. go on a run. They, they'll be lucky to make the finals on that effort. And losing um, Andrew McCulloch and Connor Watson for the season in the same game, I think Mataudia is out for for a spell as well, it was an absolute disaster. They would have been better to forfeit. Yeah, it was. It was out of it. You were just waiting for something to happen, eh? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, no, they'll they'll put something together here soon, and it was just it's, absolute yeah. mud. It's just and then the two hookers going down, they were just screwed. Then they were behind on the scoreboard, and with no reserves, no one to keep up in the wet defensive game. Down to what was it, fourteen players, fifteen players. Yeah. If you're looking at if you're a Knights fan and you got Caelan Ponger and Mitchell Pearce and it takes you till about the 60th minute to get on the board. It's if you're a, a fan of any team in the competition at the moment and get beat by Bulldogs, yeah. you'd be, be banned for blood. Yeah. Um, so big, you know, they're not going to win this game. I think the Storm will win this, but you definitely want to see um, something a bit better than they served up last week. Storm just keep rolling on, putting on some pretty big scores against teams. That was that three-the-needle pass that Pappenhausen threw back to old mate. Oh, Huge. Man. Pappenhausen is unbelievable. He's getting towards being a sort of top-ten player in the game, I think, Pappenhausen already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Ho in about three or four yeah. years' time, I reckon. Yeah, no, he's... Um, they look good. I, I, I can't count... I, I think they're 
equal title favourites with the Roosters. Um, yeah, I, there's three of them: Penrith Roosters, and the, oh, there's four four contenders. Oh, Parramatta, obviously, oh, in there. But, Parramatta. Yeah, I just think yeah. their big match experience. The Storm. If I had to had to put the house on someone to win it right now, probably Storm. Not that yeah. I'll, I'll be back. I don't want them to, but I'd like to see. I, I, I'm pretty keen. I don't mind. They haven't won one for a while. I don't mind if they win. I definitely, if it come down to them or the Roosters, I'll be all over the storm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's round 12. Done and dusted. Um, thanks for, for joining us, everyone. I didn't have anything else there, Brad? Nah. Didn't I'm not. all done. I've, I've got nothing to give. And... I think we covered, covered off a few things, got the awards out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I think most yeah. people have switched off by now anyway, so we could say whatever we wanted. But uh, if you have made it this far, well done. And uh, thanks thanks a lot. And we'll catch you next week. Enjoy the weekend of footy. Till next time. <laughs>